0: Welcome to the Burbs Minute Podcast, quite possibly the greatest post-Toasties movie ever made. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Therkatsch. And this week we are covering Minute 71 of the Burbs, which begins with Ray saying, Have a nice weekend, and ends with Art saying, Ray, electricity is our friend. And this minute we are joined by the wonderful host of Atomic Trivia War 9000, Jason Hawk.
1: One of those things is true. I mean, wonderful might be going overboard.
0: Well, I figured it's the first minute of of four. I better butter you up now.
1: I feel nice and buttered, sir. It's good to be on your podcast. I enjoyed having you on mine.
0: Yes, it was nice to come in there and, uh, you know, go head-to-head with your trivia people and make sure they all got their asses whipped.
2: That's right. You cleaned house, boy. (laughs) Don't think he didn't come in bragging that he did pretty good over (laughs) there. Well, I mean, I only took out two of the three. There's still one left.
1: Jeff Ferry walked away with nine points. Kevin could only muster three. That was the runner-up.
0: Well, all right. Well, I know I didn't want you to feel out of place here, so I have a trivia question for you. Oh, boy. Now, this episode may have posted, so you may know the answer if you caught last week's episodes, or you might not. All right. Which Strange Brew Stars did Rick Dukeman beat out for the role of art?
1: Uh, Well, there was, of course, uh, 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 Dark Helmet and the other one. (laughs)
0: <laughs> see now you could have said dark helmet and wendy's father dave and thomas. The guy from, yeah
1: everybody <laughs> remembers rick moranis but nobody can ever remember the other guy's name yeah. unless you're canadian
0: yeah i remember him because he's dave thomas the founder of wendy's
1: <laughs> right uh wendy's <laughs> headquartered in dublin ohio represent
0: oh listen you, i went on a whole wendy's thing like last week about the real wendy and i mean hopefully she's not a listener 'Cause if she was, she is not anymore. It's fact, it, was it, was mean. Not. <laughs> it was kinda mean. <laughs> yeah. I, it went to a bad place. <laughs> Alright, so I guess we'll get into this minute. Uh, we'd cover over the last week or two. We kinda thought Act Two closed out with Ray moving on to the next section here, realizing that he has to do something about the Klopaks. So the next several minutes are just Ray getting all his ducks in a row for the big attack yeah. on Castle Klopak.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, this is the beginning of the big number. Like, there's there's two big sequences, Jeff, that any guest, any guest would want to be a podcasting about. You got the visit to the Klopex house, which I missed, and the assault on the Klopex house. And that's where you got to go. This is like when the wet bandits show up in Home Alone.
0: <laughs> so I, I have a, a note here that uh, as much as Carrie Fisher is leaving, like, she's going to take the family and she's going to go away. Um, do you think she knows what he's up to?
2: I'm not sure. Do you you think she's just letting
0: him go? I think she knows he's up to something. I don't think she realizes how far they're willing to go. (laughs) I think she thinks it's the normal level of crap they've been up to, which is spying on the neighbors, slipping notes through the doors. I don't think she knows that they're going like Force
1: 10 from Navarone over the fence.
2: You don't think Art's outfit tricked her? (laughs)
1: apparently art and ray do think she's that stupid and (laughs) she still pulls out of the driveway so maybe she is that stupid i just think (laughs) she's she wants to leave
0: her caring about what goes on is outweighed by her willingness to just like i want to get out of here have you ever just like i don't care what goes on anymore usually more like at work like i I don't care what's happening anymore i'm gonna leave (laughs) I'm, yeah, I'm going to walk away. I'm going to steal Walter's dog, and I'm
1: going to
2: leave. <laughs> yeah, I'm still taking the dogs.
1: I, I've got three kids, so that's what a weekend is. It's just, you know what, guys? Peace out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, retire to somewhere else. I'm going over here. You've
1: yeah, got to you, wonder what crap Ray pulled in the past, though, that Carol's just that resigned to letting it happen.
0: Well, we discussed earlier, from beginning of the movie until now, all they've done is fight. Yeah. The, Their only moment of zen, of being on the same page, was playing Jeopardy
2: together. This doesn't seem like the first stupid ordeal they've gotten into, either, with art. So I'm sure she's been through some stuff with these two. (laughs) Well,
0: I mean, if we're to judge by Ricky, he seems like this is a pretty common occurrence. Yes. (laughs) That this is a normal neighborhood sport that they engage in.
1: She's very much the Deborah to his Ray Romano. Yes. (laughs)
0: Yes. I'm just like, uh, well, this is just something I have to deal with, I guess. Uh, I mean, she has stepped in earlier and curtailed his nonsense when she wouldn't let him go out and play with the boys anymore. The only difference is I think he – maybe he put it together enough to kind of fool her. I still don't think she's totally fooled because even when she shows up later, spoiler alert, although I think she's um, taken aback by the amount of carnage, I don't think she's totally
2: surprised. Right. But I mean, oh, art, get... art walks over with that line. "Hey Carol, see my new golf club? I got it so I don't get blisters cuz we're going to play a lot of golf, you know." Oh, she had to be looking at him like you're you're an idiot.
0: "Well, he is your moron friend. <laughs> it's going to get you in trouble." Yeah. Like when a, the, the the good-looking girl walks by and everyone's eyes turn that way and your significant other asks, "Did you look at her?" And your friend goes, "Oh no, he definitely wasn't looking at her. He was not his eyes were not locked in on her <laughs> completely <laughs> like he was T2 walk, watching her go by. And they are like, well, thanks, buddy. I could have just said no. Right.
1: Do you, do you gentlemen actually golf? I have I golfed.
0: It's been a while. I've
1: played i played golf feel. exactly once, and, and I shot like a 112. So that was not, pretty good.
0: I was going to say, that's not that bad.
1: Well, for the front nine.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh, you're not a gentleman that likes to play the back nine?
1: I don't really understand <laughs> golf or or how to do it. But the one time that I was on the golf course and the several times that I've just kind of hung around for other reasons, I've never seen anyone wear anything quite like art.
0: Um, (laughs) I wrote in my notes, Payne Stewart, because there (laughs) there was a golfer named Payne Stewart who dressed up exactly like that. That was his whole gig is he dressed up like that. His other gig was dying in a plane crash. Uh,
1: Are you sure he was not uh, Scrooge McDuck?
0: (laughs) He could be that, too. I mean, but for art, this is not even a particularly outlandish outfit. All he's worn for the rest of the show is he's had a lot of bowling outfits. Um, He dressed like Rowdy Roddy Piper for the last four minutes. (laughs) And everything else has been just as crazy.
1: Uh, That does not change in this minute because Art has tons of costumes in this minute alone. He shows up in the golf costume. Then he's changed magically in the space of seconds into his electrician's getup. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Art's an entire village people all onto himself.
0: Art is only matched by wardrobe changes by Mrs. Rumsfeld. Yeah, also good for a couple wardrobe changes inside of scenes where I didn't
2: even realize she had changed until you brought it up. The one scene.
0: Well, the one scene she she dressed down to go to the Clopex house because she was wearing some skin tight Lycra outfit. And then she threw on a top to go to the Clopex because I guess that was a little too provocative for the neighbors.
1: And then you've got Bruce Dern dressing up to play lieutenant or captain, depending on who you're listening to. Yeah, I have that written down, too. (laughs) He goes full commando, he's got the camouflage, the beret. It's worth noting that the only person who doesn't have an elaborate costume is Ray. Is Ray, yeah.
0: Yeah. He doesn't even... He just wears his normal I'm a 1989 yuppie outfit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Bruce Stern even carries an actual rifle. I found that to be terrifying.
0: What, (laughs) that he's got an M3 carbine? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Which it's How are the not gonna... cops not called to the neighborhood? Oh, because he's white. Oh, <laughs> uh. it's topical.
0: And it's the 80s, too. Come on now. <laughs> Listen, if it was the 80s in my neighborhood and someone was up on the roof with a gun, I wouldn't even bat an eye at it. You don't call the cops on someone who has their own theme music either. So. Yeah, when somebody <laughs> comes out and the patent theme music plays, I just immediately think he's a good guy. <laughs>
1: Is that what that music is? I thought that you as a military dude would know this. I did a little bit of searching, and all I could find was about War Machine earlier in the movie.
0: No, it's the, it's the fanfare from the movie Patton. And then the whole Rumsfeld, that's all from Patton.
1: I didn't recognize that because I've never seen Patton, because it oh. doesn't have any dragons, spaceships, <laughs> or robot monkeys. Oh, Patton's a great movie.
0: It's also scored by Jerry Goldsmith, who scored this movie. So he just stole from himself. Well, that's clever. That's what I said, because he did a lot of big movies around this time. So I'm wondering if Joe Dante went to him and said, I need a musical score. And Goldsmith said, by when? And he said, by next Wednesday. And he said, "That that's cool. I'll throw it together over the weekend. I'll just, you know, I'll throw some kind of scary Vincent Price sound in music. I'll steal from myself and we'll call it a weekend.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's called the John Williams method.
0: <laughs> or or the Hans Zimmer method or pretty much anybody. <laughs> When you're like, that kind of sounds familiar. And you look it up and you're like, oh, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're going to steal, steal from the best, steal from yourself. Oh yeah. I forgot about the whole, the Rumsfeld. Cause he has been in pseudo military outfit for pretty much the whole movie, but it's gone from basically just wearing a lot of green <laughs> to actually wearing full on camo.
2: Right. If he's not wearing a Hawaiian shirt, he's wearing military gear.
0: Well, that's his, um, that's his civilian garb is his, uh, <laughs> city- his Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. That's really when he's letting it all hang out.
1: (laughs) Riddle me this, Batman. We recently talked about the Burbs. We reviewed it on the Atomic Trivia War 9000 podcast, and one of our uh, panelists, I can't remember who it was, floated the idea that they felt like Rumsfeld had been dishonorably discharged because he was just that obsessed with the whole military motif. Do, Do you see any validity to that at all?
0: I actually went the other way. I didn't think he was dishonorably discharged. I wondered if he was... Not this guy. I mean, I well, what happens at the end kind of points against it, but, like, that he wasn't an infantryman. He wasn't there at all. He was just – maybe he was in country, but he was in the rear with the gear. Like, or he didn't show up till like, 72 and he was there for, like, two weeks and then got shipped home.
2: We got a bad feeling when he ran away from Art on the porch when they rang the doorbell. We didn't like that for being a military man. But, I mean, to be fair, at least he didn't get four deferments for having bone spurs.
0: You know,
1: not naming names. So he got all the oorah and none of the disillusionment.
0: That's what it seems like, because he still seems to be really into it. Although, again, I feel like in the 80s, that was – not that it was everybody, but there was still a lot of that.
2: It was in style.
0: Although, actually, you know what? It wasn't completely in style yet. This is only 89. Desert Storm hadn't happened yet. That kind of got people back on board. But I guess there was enough enough space in between. There's 15 years in between where it's not quite that hangover anymore. And he gets away with it because he's Bruce Dern. And you're just like, oh, I I totally buy it. It's Bruce Dern. It works right.
2: for the character. It definitely works for that character. I mean,
0: who doesn't see a 50-year-old man in camo walking through, walking across the street of his neighborhood with a rifle? I mean, what could go <laughs> wrong? You yeah, stop heading, and
1: salute. That's what you do. Yeah, heading,
0: <laughs> heading into his neighbor's yard. Yeah. I also thought at the beginning, because the beginning is when uh, Ricky first calls him lieutenant. I'm like, oh, yeah. I think he's just breaking his chops, calling him lieutenant. But his name's listed in the credit as Lieutenant Mark Rumsfeld. <laughs>
1: But then later in this minute, Art calls him Captain. Yeah, and I assume, I'm confused because I don't know anything at all about chevrons.
0: I assumed that that was a field promotion of some sort, that <laughs> he had just given him a, a little yeah. a little brevet field promotion. All of a sudden, but, he's captain. Well, I mean, for him, if he was, I assume he was army, that would only be a uh, going up one rank, so that's possible. You know, there's only three of them. <laughs> <laughs> so I said that this was the best post toasty minute of all time. Does anybody know what a post toasty is? My guess is like a Pop-Tart. Yeah, that's what I thought.
1: I'm going to say then, after coitus. <laughs>
0: <That's a> Post Toasties. <laughs> it just depends on how hot it was. <laughs> <laughs> Post Toasties is an early American breakfast cereal made by Post Foods. It was originally named for CW Post. Hmm. Uh, let's see here. Post Toasties was temporarily discontinued in 2006 and then reintroduced in 2010 only to shut down in 2016 and is totally discontinued. So it was actually out between 10 and
2: 2016, and I
0: never heard of it? Yeah, it seems like a real, you only take this if you have some sort of bowel issue type food. (laughs) Okay. Or like like turn of the century or depression time where you're like, you have to eat a handful of this a day to survive (laughs) type food.
1: That's dispiriting because when you said it was a cereal, immediately I thought it was something akin to like a sugar puff.
0: (sighs) It doesn't seem like it. It says it was a post version of cornflakes, oh, but since it never got popular, like that means it's worse than Kellogg's cornflakes, which are bad, yeah, <laughs> well I don't know you're from Ohio, so, so the fact that you've never heard of it makes me think that it's not even like a regional thing
1: well, I'm not from Ohio originally, I'm originally from New York, so my cereal days are are, are long behind me, and toward the northeast,
2: and that's too far from us, so yeah,
1: where all the good cereal is,
2: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's
0: uh, – yeah, post-toasty, I I thought the same thing. I also didn't know if it was a thing or not. I looked it up. I I didn't know if it was something real or just some other word that they made up for this movie. Right, movie makeup. We, we've had a couple of them. It's like words I can't find. It's just – they're verb words. Whereas, you mean like Garby? Like Garbies. <laughs> when he's yelling at the garbage man, he's calling them
2: Garbies. That's not a yeah. word.
0: It's, I couldn't find it. It's not slang. It's not anywhere.
2: We said it was from somewhere, and someone uh, Facebooked us and said, nope, not from there either. Well, I claimed it was from Canada, because
0: Rick Dukerman was from Canada. Okay.
2: I was
0: like, maybe it was from Canada, and then Canadians came out in force and said, hey, no. Well, no, they're not Garbies here. Yeah. <laughs> no way. <laughs> all right. I don't have any, like, major things to talk about.
2: Uh, so I think we oh. hit all the... What about Ricky's line there? What is he saying? Is that English? Yo, Steve, know. man, what's the haps, dude? You got to come down here today. It's going to be live. Uh, that is Corey-speak right there, <laughs> my so friend. Corey-speak.
1: Guys, 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 I love Corey Feldman in this movie.
0: <laughs> well, this is pretty much the last movie you can love Corey Feldman in, because it's not long after this where he goes bye-bye.
1: <laughs> is this pre- or post-Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles?
0: I feel like this is pre. I think Ninja Turtles is 91. By then, he really wasn't, quote, on screen anymore, I don't think. All right, let me look here because I think I looked this up before. 89's the Burbs. He does Dream a Little Dream that year, which sucks. Um, Ninja Turtles is 90. And then it is just a complete dumpster fire after that. Did you see
2: Jeff on Twitter? You know the guy who's Hans Klopak on Twitter? Yes, that's not frightening at all that we're followed by Hans Klopak. <laughs> this is true. And he, I think it really is Hans Klopek. But um, he tweeted uh, a paint can and it said Ricky, paint your effing house. And Corey
0: actually uh, responded to him and said, that's cool. Oh, well, he He responds to Hans Klopak, the fake account, and not people that have done 70 (laughs) episodes about his movie. Exactly. I mean, I'm not bitter at all about that.
1: (laughs) Is there any symbolism to Ricky painting his house red?
0: I don't know. He only paints one three-by-five piece of wood
1: over the course (laughs) of an entire week.
2: He must have a union job.
1: Right? I mean, he is painting it red, and this is a pretty White House-only neighborhood.
2: Well, he does have a bucket of white paint that he dumps on his speaker. I'm not positive if he's doing all red or if he's doing a bunch of different colors. Is he
0: going to paint it like some of the clown houses that I've had to deal
2: <laughs> yeah. to? I mean, unless
0: he's just doing red columns, uh, who knows? I I feel like he was given little to no direction. <laughs> we have also thrown out some theories that his parents left without telling him and are never coming back. <laughs> and, also that, and also that possibly my theory that his parents are dead and that everybody's humoring him.
2: <laughs> Nobody wants he to this tell. Was a, this
1: was a big area of debate for us too, because clearly he's of age. He is drinking beer. Yeah, I
0: don't know. But, so, but, that he's you know, of age? Yeah. Is he of age or is Art a horrible person? That's the real question.
1: <laughs> oh, that could be the truth. Right. Um, but I mean, he could own the house himself.
0: Yeah, I guess it's but, not impossible. Like again, if his parents died, they could have left him the house.
2: He mentions his parents went on vacation or something, though, doesn't he? He was 18 when this movie was made. Just uh, just legal. Yeah. I well, do how old he actually
1: is. He's my hero in this movie because he's like the voice of reason. You've got the old guys who are making fools of themselves <laughs> and acting like 11-year-olds, and then it's the young punk kid with the surfer talk who's like sitting back and egging them on and calling his friends over to be like, come watch what the idiots are doing.
0: Well, here's who he is to me. If you've ever been to a a large concert, especially a heavy metal concert, you have the pit where all the idiots are in there thrashing and beating each other. Corey is the guy standing right around the outside of it, watching all the mayhem, not getting involved, but occasionally pushing a drunk back into it.
2: Pushing them back in. That's what I was going
0: to say, too. (laughs) You push the – you know if it starts to kind of get a little too light, it's not exciting enough, you push somebody back in. You get it crazy again. (laughs) <laughs> but you don't get involved so you don't get hurt so you're not the one who's going to fall off a roof or blow up or do whatever because a- as stated earlier um carol states earlier before they go to the Klopax house she said before somebody falls off a roof or sets themselves on fire <laughs> both of which will happen <laughs> so she called it
1: again what did you guys a- think of uh of Corey feldman's bizarre resurgence this past fall on the today show
0: <sighs> there's no such thing as bad publicity i guess <laughs> I think the Today Show
2: did him a disservice. That's what I think. I know he got very upset after people started saying bad things about him.
0: Well, I think they knew that it was going to be a freak show, and they were like, let's put this yeah. out there and make him look bad, and we'll you know, it will go viral. But he's been – this is one of the last movies where he's still semi-normal because every movie after this, he's playing Corey Feldman, and he's just crazy. I mean not that I don't enjoy it. He comes through in mean, this
2: movie sometimes, too, but he's not terrible. He's not, you know, full. But it stuff. seems
0: like he's still reigned in at this point, though, either by the director or by the fact that he's not a complete, you know, loose cannon by this point. He's not wearing like a Michael Jackson glove or something <laughs> or anything too crazy. He's just a little like, but he's still the most normal person in the movie. Well, no, definitely. I mean, the wives at least are semi normal, too, but everybody else is pretty much a basket case. All right. Do you have anything else, Chris? Any. uh? Thing you need to particularly hit no I
2: mean there's an awful lot of juice going through these wires <laughs> oh
0: come on now Chris electricity is our friend
1: <laughs> and as soon as those words are spoken you know what Art's fate is
0: yeah and you're like well the only thing you don't know at that point is well how badly is he gonna get hurt <laughs> <laughs> you're like I, it's a comedy I assume he's not gonna die but it is a Joe Dante comedy so it's not totally out of the realm of possibility that he will <laughs> I mean, he has been known to kill off the occasional, you know, likable character in his movies. Yeah. Stay tuned for the Mugwai Minute to find out all about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not joking. That's a real podcast.
1: Uh, I'm
2: upset sh- sh- about that one, too.
0: <laughs> why? Because <laughs> they beat you to the punch? Because they beat, beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> like said, that is one of the more charmingly named ones up there with Way to Dune Minute and The Fifth Element Minute. To the best-named podcast.
2: It's well, still my favorite.
1: <laughs> I might have to check that one out. That that movie's rich. I mean, every minute's got to be just a, a treasure tre- treasure chest.
0: Well, we had uh, our last
1: guest co-host from two weeks
0: ago. Crystal Beth is the podcast co-host on there.
1: Yeah, I was a little bit disappointed that you guys didn't probe her about whether her real name is Crystal Meth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I didn't. She lives close by. I didn't want her to come by and hurt me. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Plus, she might have cursed us out
0: yes <laughs> to be fair i think i baited it into some of those curses but uh. you definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> well you know what they say i'm a masturbator all right moving on <laughs> jason do you have anything else i think that's it all right so uh come over to the the facebook and check us out at the burbs minute uh we're on twitter at the burbs minute go to moviesbyminutes.com to check out all those fantastic minute podcasts we've talked about many of them are on there i think The number actually on that site is like 25, 26. There's a lot there for all tastes from, you know, the Star Wars, Star Trek to the boy next door. A lot of variety there. Uh, And growing. Jason, where can the fine people check you out? Uh,
1: Atomic Trivia War 9000 can be found on SoundCloud or iTunes or any of the big uh, uh, podcast aggregators. And if you want to hop over and see us on Facebook, it's Facebook.com slash ATW9K. We do, and this is going to surprise you to no, to no end, but uh, we do trivia.
0: Well, sometimes.
1: Sometimes. Other times we talk about movies, like the Burbs.
0: Yeah, check out their Burbs podcast. At least a good solid half of them enjoyed it.
1: <laughs> it wasn't even that many. I it know. Was, it, was,
0: it was like 30%. Yeah, guess two
1: out of five.
0: Yeah, I got like a meh out of one of them. I'm so taking sad. that as a win.
1: <laughs> that's why they're all being disowned we're, we're actually going to go through a downsizing period where we right size our our podcasts to uh, proper attitudes toward the burbs
0: yeah, well, i mean then you're gonna if you do that you're gonna lose all your international flavor
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uh oh we, we can't ditch the costa rican
0: <laughs> all right i think that's all we have for this minute uh join us for the rest of the week where we find out what happens to our little merry band of people and remember everybody electricity is our friend and stay safe neighbors